Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of Run Wild with Lauren Abud. We're so glad you're here. So today's the day we talk Bigfoot 200. Uh, it's kind of a weird race recap. We pretty much just uh, give the whole story of our journey out in Washington State, how the race went down, and uh, everything else surrounding it. Uh, we had a great time. Things didn't really go exactly how I envisioned, and that's okay, and we talk about that today. So uh, sit back, relax, or take us on a run, and uh, enjoy the show. Here we go. Hey, Lauren. Hey, bud. What's up? I am uh, just sitting here drinking a beer. How about you? Water for me. I've been at a hot baseball practice. Hydrating. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, back in the real world. That's right. After uh, a week in uh, Washington in the Cascade Mountains. Oh, yeah. That was beautiful. It was indeed. It was. Yeah. Just went for a little walk in the woods. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I slept under the stars a couple nights. Yeah, yeah. Which, it which was is, uh, it was good. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I miss it already. So, uh, Bud and I were out there in Washington State in the Cascade Mountains for Bigfoot 200, and uh, yeah, I mean, I knew I would love it out there, um, and I did. And so, I already miss it. It's hard reentry into reality was a little difficult. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. So like the temperature day one was 102 oh, degrees. It was awful. Like <laughs> when we, so we, we fly, Bud and I flew from Nashville to Seattle and, and drove out the rest of the way to where we had to go for the race. And yeah, so we, we get to the race finish line where packet pickup is and it is so hot. It's, it's blazing hot. It's like a hundred mm-hmm. plus degrees um, it's a dry heat. It's different than our heat, but it doesn't matter. It was, it was brutal. And so I'm thinking like, I'm, I'm worrying in my head, uh, like, oh my gosh, it's so mm-hmm. hot. And I w- I was starting to freak out because I'm thinking about the race in the first two days and how exposed it is. Yeah. Uh, and the weather and we got back to the hotel room after that and I was already dehydrated. <laughs> I was like chugging water. Yeah, just from standing outside. Yeah. And so I was in total freak out mode. It was so unusually hot for out there. Um and, and the forecast was, you know, heat, mm-hmm. you know, for the foreseeable future. Um so yeah, I was I was in freak out mode, a little hot. I mean, I'm used so- to the heat, but you know. <laughs> I saw some people um, posting some photos and stuff and videos from the section going to Norway Pass and where it was incredibly hot that second day and there was no water. No water. Yeah. And probably 20 20 plus miles between aid stations. And then there was a couple patches of snow on the ground, (laughs) even, even though it's 100 degrees out. And there they were, are, yes. These yes. guys were scooping up snow and putting it in their bottle and stuff, trying to get some water. Yeah, I heard. And I, I saw the pictures, too. And it crossed my mind. I saw two snow patches, little dirty snow patches that were left mm-hmm. up in the uh, 
mountaintops, even though it was like a you know freaking 100 degrees outside, they had just some dense packs of snow. Mm-hmm. And it crossed my mind. I, I ended up okay. But I'm telling you, that weather was just so brutal for those first two days of Bigfoot and really just did a lot of people in. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that <laughs> we can talk about the race so yeah i don't know you want to talk about the race bud um so the, talk about else? <laughs> the start was absolutely gorgeous um yeah yeah like 4800 feet uh what was the name of that place snow so, peak mountain or what yes okay so the start of big fit 200 it was uh let's see it starts on a friday morning right Mm-hmm. And uh, it starts at a snow park place, uh, kind of near Mount St. Helens, like at the mm-hmm. bottom of Mount St. Helens. And that morning, we got up early, got to the start, and it was nice and cool. We had jackets on. Oh, like, yeah. It was great. Foggy. Um, it was great. Yeah, it was great. We picked blueberries. Oh, yeah. It was great. And then uh, the race starts, and it starts heating up. And honestly, the first full day of Bigfoot, it was hot and exposed but i didn't feel overheated like i mm. it felt like what i was used to i never you know mm-hmm. i've been training in the heat we live in the south the first day didn't really bother me it took a lot of people out i think a lot of people that weren't heat acclimated it took out i saw a lot of people that first day that had to be rescued uh had yeah. to get medic help people that were in really really rough shape uh, it was just everywhere, and it, it was horrible to see. Um, and so it it did take a lot of people out. I felt really good the first day. Um, the second day, and I felt good the first night. The first mm-hmm. night it cooled off. I never got cold, uh, but it definitely the temperature dropped. Felt great through the second, uh, the first night. Second day, you know, started out great. I think the second day was even hotter. Mm-hmm. The second day was harder terrain harder mountains to climb and fully exposed and like bud had mentioned earlier there was a full exposure um ridgeline mountain climb and ridgeline traverse that was about 20 miles with no aid stations and no creeks to filter water Uh, i carried almost five liters of water on my back which was really heavy and I still ran out of water. Um, a lot of people, people I was running mm-hmm. with, uh, ran out of water and had to sit down and wait on a medic team. Um, right. It it was rough. It was, it was a, I was a little concerned um, in that section because I kind of I, I didn't want to run out of water too. Uh, too many miles right. before I got to the aid station, so I was trying to conserve. And I kind of feel like when you're an ultra runner uh-huh. and you're doing anything that's long, the moment you have to try to conserve water is the moment you get into trouble. Like yeah. it's that's the that's gonna spiral. And so it worried me that I was having to conserve water. Long story short, made it past some mountain bikers that were up there in the mountains and told them, please go on to the aid station, like at Norway pass and send back some medic with water for the people behind me, because I knew they had stopped and they were in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so they did, by the time I got to the aid station, I was like a mile away and medic team was already heading out with water um, and to check on everybody. So I, I made it there. 
Um, it definitely wiped me out, but I was okay. I was safe. I wasn't dehydrated. Uh, and that's where I met you and picked you up right. to pace me um, for the second night. And, we, and then we started off on our second night. Right. And, of course, the temperature drops, and it's fine. Uh, but that heat was no joke. And the full exposure, I mean, I don't do good in fully exposed sun. Uh, it was yeah. awful. So, so yeah. Um, and obviously, for those listening who don't follow me on social media, I did end up DNFing that night around mile 72 um you know it just i had some issues going on with some muscles i'm still dealing with uh i I had a lot more in me but i just Mm -hmm. i don't know i was kind of spent and i knew the next day was going to be brutally hot and even harder and it just kind of um mentally was like i i think i'm gonna pull the plug when i you know i've done good Mm -hmm. (laughs) i didn't get dehydrated i wasn't evacuated by the medic team Um, but yeah, I just, it took everything, you know, um, that he did. So yeah, it's kind of how it, how it happened. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. getting there, like waiting for you at Norway pass. And I had seen at several other aid stations, runners who were behind you, runners who were ahead of you. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of knew where you were at. Yeah. And and we have like no cell coverage up there, but, uh, so we couldn't follow the race and and no one really knew where anyone was at between the yeah. aid stations. All you knew was reports of people who were coming in saying, hey, there's a group who are uh, yeah. sitting down. There's all this stuff. And so there was a, a couple people that I knew who were probably behind you and they came in just ahead of you on that mm. on that mm-hmm. section. Yeah, I saw I saw the mountain bikers. And interestingly, there was um, there was a group there was a whole family that came in off the trail and they had some snow peak mountain rescue people with them Uh and uh their loved one had passed away on that section of trail about a month ago while he was training for bigfoot right he he fell off one of the ledges and yeah and they they uh they the the people who were guiding the family up there were taking them up there to spread his ashes he Mm. and they they had actually found him Mm-hmm. in the rescue yeah so yeah that was re- i remember that was really hearing that touching. story yeah. yeah yeah and i will say that section of trail it is very uh treacherous there's a lot mm-hmm. of um small you, you know you're following a ridge line and, and some of the portions are sheer drop-offs you have very narrow trail or trail that's easy to slip on um yeah, and and so thankfully I ha- didn't hear of anyone falling during the race, but it's definitely a hazard up there mm-hmm. um, in those kind of mountains, which slows you down. You know, uh, interestingly, I was so I ended up running a lot with um, our f- new friend Cindy, <laughs> we're going to have to have on the podcast. She's right. a riot, um, right. and so you know we were joking that that first night we were just running like we got in a good mood it was cool and we found a ridge line and it was like mm-hmm. sandy and smooth narrow and we knew that there was a drop off uh and we were just cruising along um making great time and we were like you know if it was daylight, we'd be like scared to death because yeah. there's like a sheer yeah. drop, but we can't <laughs> see it. So we're just going to run in the dark. We're sleep deprived. And I'm yeah. just thinking, oh my gosh. 
But I mean, yeah, we did. We just ran it. And, uh, you know, daylight hours, no mm-hmm. way. I'm sure it would have been like scary because yeah. it's literally a drop off and it's like that wide. And yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it worked out. But <laughs> definitely <laughs> I could. Yeah. I mean, you could easily get into trouble up there. And then given the heat and everything, it was just it was some tough conditions. So kudos yeah. To those who who did the 200 miles, because um, it was tough this year. It was so hot. Uh, it just took everything out of you. So I enjoyed mm. it immensely. I will say, like, my 72 miles or whatever I did, I loved it. I loved every minute, even when I started to kind of suffer there at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Bud was with me, dragging <laughs> me. <laughs> Stopping for trail naps, trying. Uh, yeah, I I loved it. I loved every moment of it, and I wish I was back out there suffering. But <laughs> anyways, that's Bigfoot 200. Um, so, yeah, I, I had a great time. Uh, and, I mean, the people that I got to meet and interact with there – made that race like uh, so much oh, yeah. fun uh i got to run like i said Good with a, a girl named cindy and yeah it was just so fun the people at the race are just so great uh it's just like this is where i want to be like this is this is it yeah. um so it was so, really it was a great experience so that was my first time meeting cindy in person yes you you guys were online friends right and, and I, I didn't, didn't know, know her <laughs> I didn't know that she was so damn smart. I had no oh, idea. Oh, yeah. So it's so funny, you guys. She's a rocket scientist. Yeah. Here I am a biochemist. And so we get on the trail, and we're, we've decided to kind of, like, stick together. We're the same pace. Let's, let's just run this thing together. And so we're a few miles in, and she's like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, and I give her the spill. I used to be a research scientist. Now, you know, I taught. And she's like, oh, I'm a rocket scientist. I'm like, What? oh my god and so we go back and forth and we're like did we just become best friends like I think (laughs) so uh so yeah we had the greatest time it really was so fun uh on trail getting to spend that with Cindy and then we ended up both DNFing about the same time uh so (laughs) roughly uh and so you know we got to hang out after the race and it was just so much fun um so Mm -hmm. yeah it was just great it was it was so funny it's like what are the odds Two well, scientists I mean, running 200 miler together. <laughs> yeah, I was totally fascinated by her. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, like the only person that knows more about airplanes than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Bud got a new nickname on this trip. It's Encyclopedia Bud. Because uh, apparently he knows a lot about a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> random things. He knows it's a lot a problem. of random things. <laughs> well, you, you know how you have those friends where you... You kind of you don't know what all they know, and then all of a sudden you see them talking to someone who's like it all comes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you can carry on a conversation with, you know, any expert about something, you know, it's yeah. I think even Cindy was impressed with your level of like civilian knowledge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on well, I've always and missiles <laughs> and planes. I've always hearkened it to uh, kind of like Tom Clancy. The guy that wrote Hunt for <laughs> yeah. Red October. Yeah. So he was a he was just an enthusiast, right? Okay. And he and he would study stuff. And yeah. eventually he had acquired all this knowledge and started consulting for like the CIA and the military. And That's because Bud's he, ultimate hope, you guys. That's like yeah. his dream. <laughs> I wanna I wanna write novels and I want to instruct uh, you know, generals and stuff. <laughs> like <laughs> 
Oh, man. <laughs> Good luck with that pursuit. <laughs> but yeah, it was funny because I'm like, all of this like very detailed knowledge comes spewing out of Bud. And I'm like, wait, what? What's going on here? And even Cindy's like, wow, I'm impressed with the you know. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So Encyclopedia Bud here, that's his uh, new name. So. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So it was good. I, it was good. As as much as I know, I learned a new word today, but Ooh. I forgot it. Okay. So, so I can't tell you what it is. Well, that's a bummer. <laughs> but I, I can give you the definition of it. Okay, what's the definition? So like ever since we came back from Washington, Mount St. Helens has been like my topic. So I'm oh, watching boy. videos, I'm learning stuff. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember this word, but they use it when they talk about Mount St. Helens. Okay. So the, the volcano. Eru- <laughs> yeah, it, I know it's a volcano. Okay. The the eruption also had like a huge mudslide, okay. and I don't remember what that's called when it's I a volcanic a volcanic mudslide. I... It's. A, I mean, it sounds like a good dessert or a drink. <laughs> Mixed drink, <laughs> like volcanic mudslide. Oh, that's so good. It's a it's a word that reminds me of like pyroclastic something, but it's referring to like mud and stuff. So uh-huh. it's it has that type of syllable in there that reminds okay. you of like volcanic stuff. And I and I hear like geologists say that all the time. But okay, Spirit Lake that's right there at the base yeah. of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that mud like flowed into that lake and actually okay. sank to the bottom, which made the level of the lake rise by like some two hundred feet. It was ridiculous. Oh wow! Okay, and and all that mud um, made the lake where regular glacial uh, snow and stuff would the lake would overflow and follow over the, over the next ridge. And okay. they were they were worried it was going to erode away the next mountain, and so they like wow. they actually built a uh, like a tunnel to drain the lake into the mm-hmm. next section, and okay. so Coldwater Lake didn't used to be there, so Coldwater Lake uh. is actually below Spirit Lake, and it um, Spirit Lake overflows and goes down like a drain pipe into Coldwater Lake. Interesting. And, yeah. It and so. Uh, all that stuff is fascinating to me because it's like a total change in the topography up there. Well, and you know, it's interesting that you say that because so Coldwater Lake, there was an aid station there. And yeah. that's the one we came into at dawn, uh, mm-hmm. beginning the second day. And I noticed that that lake looked like the whole topography was different than the other alpine lakes and other lakes yeah. they passed. I think it's so that makes a lot lake. of sense. Yeah, yeah it, it makes just sense. flooded the gorge. Yeah. Yeah, because it totally looks different than the others. So, hmm, interesting. Encyclopedia yeah. Bud, see? <laughs> yeah, they, they actually made like a tunnel for Spirit Lake to drain because okay. they, didn't, they didn't want it to fill up so high it overflowed the ridge. Yeah, okay, and then, that makes and sense. And that, that would like erode it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was neat to see all of that, uh, just the remnants of the, you know, Mount St. Helens blast mm-hmm. and everything and and the different topography on the different sides of Mount St. Helens because we kind of circumnavigated it, you know, that first and first yeah. and second day. 
um, yeah, it was really fascinating. And I didn't really know what it was going to be like. I'd watched YouTube videos mm-hmm. of like Bigfoot 200 and some of those trails. But yeah, to experience it was really neat. Um, yeah. Got to see lots of different types of landscapes, even in those two days and nights that I was out there. Uh, I wish I could have seen the rest. I'm sure it was amazing. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was just fascinating to be there and to be on the lava fields, like, you know, we're all oh, in yeah. the blast zone and everything. Um, yeah, so neat. And then, so like, uh, yeah. Oh, so like in Tennessee, when you're on the trail and you see rocks and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like bedrock that yeah. may have crumbled and it's exposed everywhere. Yeah. And like up there, it's volcanic rock that actually yeah. bl- it is on the trail only because it blew off the mountain. Right. Yeah. You know, 20 miles away, there's (laughs) volcanic rocks scattered all over the place. It is amazing. Yeah. I remember even sitting at the start line, we were waiting and you picked up a rock and you're like, I think that's like volcanic, you know, material. Yeah. Like (laughs) Like lava. (laughs) It's like pumice or something. It's totally, you know, uh, hollow and stuff. Yeah. So it was really interesting. Um, yeah, I just, I just loved it. I loved being out there. Mm -hmm. There were so many moments. I didn't even take many pictures. I mean, I took some, I was just like in awe, like the, we were kind of joking, Cindy and I, the whole time our tagline was, wow, that's amazing. (laughs) Like around every turn, it's like, wow, that's amazing. Like we couldn't stop saying it because it really, is just amazing. It really was. Um, and sometimes I would stop and take pictures mm-hmm. if I could, but really I was just soaking it in. Um, it, it really was just fabulous. It was everything I hoped it would be. Um, and I'm so glad I got to experience it. I mean, of course, I wish it ended in a buckle, but it's funny how when you're out there, I just didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about the finish line and the buckle. Like I should have been like when I ran a hundred miles, it was like, Mm -hmm. that was all I thought about was the end and the buckle and getting there. And with the Bigfoot 200, it was so different. I was just trying to soak it all in and Mm -hmm. just love being out there that it just took on like a whole different meaning for me. Um, Which, you know, I kind of feel like if you want to run 100 miles or you want to run 200 miles, you got to want it really badly because, you know, some of it's mm-hmm. going to suck. Like, it's going to stop being magic yeah. and it's going to be, like, tragic, right? <laughs> like, you're just yeah. going to it's gonna suck. It's going to hurt. You're going to want to stop. And so if you really want it, it's going to push you through to the finish line to get your buckle and cross the finish line. But if you're just, like... I found myself like so in awe and just so mm-hmm. happy to be there. Oh, and, me like, too. Experience it that it's like the finish line didn't even really matter anymore. I was just so happy to be there. Um, which, you know, made it like when things got hard and I had pulled like a muscle, like my Achilles were hurting, which was weird for me. Mm-hmm. I've been having some trouble with them yeah. during training. Uh, and then I pulled some kind of growing muscle, like as I was lifting my leg over a blowdown tree, you know. Oh, there's a um, lot of that. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, when those things start setting in, I just, it was like the finish line and the buckle wasn't like, oh, I got to get it. It was just like, oh, man, this is like great. And I've had the best experience. Um, it just mm-hmm. took on a whole different kind of meaning for me. 
which, you know, so I was pretty happy with my DNF. I was like, I'm, I'm still happy. Like I had a great time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when, when can I do it again? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. And I saw, it's funny. I saw somebody on Instagram, someone I don't follow, but it it was, uh, I follow like the hashtag Bigfoot 200 or whatever. And it was, it said something, there was a quote or something that they had Mm -hmm. written and it said, the finish line is so overrated because the magic happens like Mm. between the start and the finish. Like that's the magic. And it's so true. Like I, I think this person finished, but it's so true. Like in this case, for me, the mm-hmm. finish line was way overrated. Like, it just pushed it out of my mind because the magic was happening, like, in the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Getting to experience all of that cool stuff. And, yeah, it was just great. So I'm not mad about it. I'm not sad about it. I beat myself up a little bit because I surely had more to give than 72 miles. But, <laughs> but uh, I'm still yeah thrilled with Mm -hmm. how it it turned out so i can't complain i don't know (laughs) i'm proud of you thanks bud i mean you didn't wipe yourself out and no yeah i mean we hiked the next day we we get medevac and we yeah i didn't have to get medevac (laughs) i uh went hiking the next day and swam in the alpine lake so that's that's the funny part the whole time that second day it was so hot and we we basically were we climbed a mountain and followed a ridge line for 20 miles mm-hmm. and we kept going around all these alpine lakes and it's so hot and you can't get down to them it's like very treacherous you know you can't there's no yeah. path down you'd have to like rock climb um but the whole day that you're suffering you see these beautiful crystal uh-huh. clear blue alpine lakes and so in my head i'm like man soon as I finish this race, I'm finding an alpine lake and I'm getting in. Like I'm jumping in, I'm swimming, I'm going to strip down, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to swim and I'm going to just like look up at the mountains and I'm just going to be so happy. And so that's what we did. <laughs> After my DNF, we found a lake, an alpine lake and we hiked to it and that's what we did. And it was great. And I was so happy. <laughs> so. Yeah, so DNFing's not always the worst thing in the world, you yeah, know. Al- Alpine lakes are like seriously cold. Yeah, poor Bud. He, I don't think, enjoyed it as much as I did. I was so stoked. I loved it. I didn't care that it was, you know, glacier melt. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. So glacier melt. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I had to. I had to. Uh, I had to basically push Bud in. So <laughs> it's also scary because I don't know what like. What kind of creatures live in there, you know? Oh, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it was good. I didn't get attacked by any, like, weird, you know, Loch Ness monsters. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was good. What was the name of that lake? I don't even that remember. That was Packwood Lake. Oh, yeah, Packwood so Lake, yeah. It was okay. close to where we were staying. And uh, it wasn't a bad hike or anything like that. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, we were like, let's go do it. And, uh yeah, it was good. It was good. It was exactly what I wanted. Like, I was so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I learned something else, and I feel What's stupid. That? What's that, bud? Rainier cherries are, like, from that <laughs> it, They're mountain. really there. I'm like, why? Yeah, oh, they grow wild. They're all over the place. Right, but yeah. I had, 
had like you know you can go to the grocery store and there's like Rainier cherries every now yeah. and then. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, I never even thought it had anything to do <laughs> with either. Mount Rainier. I was, yeah. I well, know. and I didn't see them, but you guys, apparently, mm-hmm. you and Rachel, so my friend Rachel went, which that's going to be another podcast uh, <laughs> episode. <laughs> Long story. Uh, but but my friend Rachel was hanging out with Bud. So I went to, <laughs> I drove to Texas round trip with my sister. It was 26 yeah. hours on the road round trip. Mm-hmm. And that's what it felt like with Rachel. With Rachel. Yeah. So so we decided. And she, and she goes, you're exactly like my brother. Yeah, we decided. So so as kind of an experiment. So I get experiment. my friend Bud with my friend Rachel. And mm. I confine them to one vehicle out in the middle of the remote Cascades to crew me for, you know, two days. And uh, it turns out that. Bud is like Rachel's brother and Rachel is like Bud's sister, like in personality and, yeah. and all of that. And it needless to say, there was, <laughs> it no, was a little I, bit I rough. Her, it's um I'm, uh, I'm not psychic, okay, but it's okay. close. Okay. When she wasn't at the aid station in the Jeep, I was like, that's you know, she's at dinner, oh, at she's gone. End. She's yeah. gone off the mountain and she's got some food. I knew it. I freaking knew it. <laughs> oh, man. A lot of stories to tell. Okay. A lot of stories to tell. Um, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, I so, love my friends. See what yeah, they go this sound, through for me. <laughs> it, I was thinking this sounds just like my sister, what she yeah. would do. Yeah. Exactly. And she was like, this is, he's just like my brother. It's exactly what he would say and do. I know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I didn't know that all this was happening. And so I get at the end of the race, I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? There's some, uh, there's some tense, <laughs> tense air here. Uh, it's all good. We're all still friends. But it was very comical to see the, uh, in, the kind of relationship <laughs> between yeah. Bud and Rachel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that'll, that'll be a whole podcast episode in and of itself. We'll, we'll bring Rachel on and let her... Uh, <laughs> describe (laughs) the uh, (laughs) happenings of Bigfoot 200 so but I'm glad she came I think she had fun she's not an ultra runner uh but yeah so it it was good Um, and she's not she's not really into roughing it so I was really proud of her for yeah she did great yeah she did great she did did really good she did she did so yeah so we had a lot of fun uh I, I feel like I feel like our trip out, like Bud and I traveled together out to Seattle and to the race. And I feel like our whole trip out there was like riddled with, with just like oh these crazy God. things. Like, I don't know. It was, it was kind of weird. We made it. It was fine. Uh, but it really was just like, oh, gosh, can we just get there? It's like one thing after another. And. It was kind of a crazy travel day. Anything you could find that was like your pet peeve for like (laughs) other people. It happened that day. It happened. It It happened. It did. And just like slow customers in front of you, you know, people (laughs) that were, God, just even even trying to rent a car. And it was like a dude standing there for an hour talking to the lady. <laughs> it was awful. And it was like midnight. And, and she's like, talking to him. To and there's 100 people in line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my God. gosh. 
And then we went to uh, we went to the liquor store to buy some supplies for for Ben and Rachel in the woods. And the, I kid you not, the people in front of us start paying with pennies. Oh god! <laughs> they pull out this bag of change, and I'm like, oh my gosh! I was like, you can't be serious. Uh, yeah, it was just funny. I, I needed some Jim Beam. I had to. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little rough, yeah. But it ended up being good. It was all good. And uh, I I have to tell one story. Okay. Okay. So we, we get to... Don't embarrass me too much. Oh, I am. Okay. We get to... Um, we're, like, outside of Seattle, and we got to head uh-huh. to the, the race finish. That's where the, we check in. Yeah. And we are trying to find a Walmart to get supplies. Oh, no, don't embarrass me. <laughs> Oh, I am. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so some people may live in the Pacific Northwest, like in, in Washington, and they, this is, like, old news. But, okay. We didn't know. I didn't we know. didn't know. We're from the South. But apparently yeah. there's these little, like, coffee espresso, mm-hmm. espresso, blah, 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 I can't talk. I've had two beers. Uh, espresso places. They're, like, these little tiny uh, huts. And they got little drive throughs and you can go get coffee. And so yeah. we're driving to Walmart, and Beth's like, oh, what? What is that? And it's like Bikini Girl Espresso. And I was like, what? I just thought it was the name. And like, he seriously does a U turn <laughs> in the middle of the road. And he's like, we gotta go see what this is. <laughs> and I kid you not, there is a girl in a bikini making and serving coffee right in this little espresso like it really was a bikini girl i was like oh my gosh like this is but it a wasn't thing. but it didn't feel like <laughs> when when you go to like the walmart parking lot and there's people washing cars you know and they're wearing <laughs> bathing suits it did not feel like that it felt like damn hustler club or something it was it was like stripper level. Yeah. I was like, whoa, she had like a thong on. I don't know. I, was like, I don't whoa. know how it's even health code. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I was like, dang, that is a bikini. And uh, yeah, it was like, and so I was like, okay, whatever. I was like, I just want a freaking donut because it said they had donuts. So I'm like, can I have a donut? And she's like, we don't have any donuts. And I'm like, fine. So, but I got him some coffee though. <laughs> But yeah, so it was it was comical, just kind of the whole how that went down. Um, but yeah, I like the coffee everywhere. I could totally mm-hmm. dig yeah. that. Like I espresso, could live there. Like every hundred yards, there's espresso. Yeah, somewhere. I liked that. I'm not saying I'd go to the bikini place all the time. No. But hey, I would. But <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that was pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, it was a great trip. Mm-hmm. I did. I don't want to say I did my best because I had more to give, but I, I didn't and we were push in like as the, hard as I could have. It probably looked like the sketchiest part of town, too. We and were. The Bikini Espresso was in a sketchy part of the town, and I felt kind of bad Walmart, for her. It was the like Walmart every, was rough. It, it, was, <laughs> it, was like, it was like jail Walmart. And yeah, you couldn't even buy a lighter. You, you had couldn't. To like, Oh, everything was behind the counter. (laughs) It It was a little rough. Yeah, it it was interesting. (laughs) Like, I I knew for the trail, and luckily I had, like, fingernail clippers already, but I was just checking. Yeah. Everything was locked up. Yeah, you couldn't get get anything. Anything. Yeah. 
because people would would steal everything in that store. Yeah, it it totally was a little sketchy part of town. Um, yeah, so <laughs> apparently we're good at finding things in sketchy parts of town. That's just our thing. Uh, so yeah, but it it was good. Everything worked out. Um, we didn't lose any luggage. We weren't delayed. Nope. We didn't oversleep. We have the race. We haven't, we haven't <laughs> lost any yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we still okay. So yeah, we should probably fill people in. So. You know, when you're going to be outdoors, um, there are certain things that are hard to fly with, right? Because we're flying out there. And so we were thinking, like, how are we going to get all this gear out there? Mm. And what if we lose our luggage? So Bud comes up with this idea that we are going to ship things out to the hotel ahead of time before we travel Mm -hmm. so that it will be there waiting on us when we get there. And yeah, it's like great idea. And so mm-hmm. Bud works at a, a chemical plant, and so he gets this giant like drum, like fifty-five gallon <laughs> drum. Okay, I have a picture I'll post of me like hugging or something to the drum, <laughs> yeah. to the drum. And so we just load it up. Like I put extra gear in there. Uh, we put like tents and sleeping mm-hmm. bags and like sto- like propane stoves for like camp stoves all the stuff uh p- hiking poles trekking poles things that we we didn't think we could fly with like on carry on because if you check your bags and they you lose your lost. bags yeah, yeah they could get lost could it's get horrible lost. right and so yeah so we told them to ship it out there and so we did we shipped a 55 gallon drum of outdoor shit <laughs> <laughs> to a hotel in Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Uh, and it made it. And it was great. And it was there waiting on us when we got in at like 2 mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning. We saw it. We're like, there's our drum. Uh, so, yeah, it worked out. And now we're waiting on it to be shipped back. So it hasn't a- arrived so, yet. Yeah, at work today, one of the guys was like, man, I checked on your drum and it hasn't even shipped yet. I was like, oh, crap. Well, oh, okay. So he, he was talking to FedEx to find out why. And it was like the driver just kept getting busy and couldn't stop by to get it. But I think it's still going to be okay. The label's still good, and they just have to pick it up. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. So, you know, after the race, I was mm-hmm. sleep deprived. There's a lot going on. Yeah. And so I didn't do a good job of like, hey – what things do I need when I get home and not like leave them in the drum? Are there, uh, is there medication in there? No, okay. there's not medication, but my watch charger is in there. So I'm going to have to oh, buy crap. like a new one. <laughs> and like all my, like both my <laughs> hydration packs are in there. I was like, dang it. <laughs> so I'm kind of was hoping that it had come and I was going to run to Chattanooga and get it. But it's okay. But I should have done a better job thinking like, what do I need at home yeah. that I should like put on my carry on or check a bag? Yeah, but it's good. I so mean, it's like a, a five or six day transit. Yeah, it's fine. And it's I was fine. expecting any day one of the guys to be like, hey, your drum's here. But instead, yeah. he, he paged me and he's like, man, I just checked on your drum. It hasn't even shipped. That so could be bad. Okay. I, think, I mean, it will ship, but it'll show okay. up. Okay. If, I I, if it ships tomorrow, it may get here by Friday or Saturday, but more than likely Monday. That's fine. It just has my like very good hydration pack in it. So your favorite one? And my my shoes. 
so I hope it makes it. And my chargers for like all my shit. <laughs> so we had this laundry bag, like oh. a communal laundry bag that had everyone's stuff in there. Yeah. And it had some of Cindy's socks in there, and, and it, yeah. it was horrid. It was I bad, mean, yeah. It was bad. It was like, bad. y'all didn't even know, but I left it in the Jeep, closed up one night, and then the next morning, I had to open up everything <laughs> and air it, air it all out. It was horrible. Horrible. <laughs> we make lots of stinky clothes, people, when you're running in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. We stopped at a laundromat on our way back to Seattle before we flew out. We found a, a laundromat mm-hmm. so that we could um, so that we could wash some clothes. Because, yeah, it's bad. I know. I smell bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's just part of it. But, yeah. And so we did God wash bless some Rachel. Clothes. She brought... You know, high power laundry detergent. detergent. She but brought laundry detergent. I know, but she packed it like my sister would. And it was like, <laughs> you can't do this. She In pill bottles? <laughs> solid pill bottles. So they're not liquid tight. I would and, have I would have brought like the pod t- the uh, pods, like the Tide pods. I totally I know, had but, some. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to put liquids in something, it's got to be in a liquid tight container. And so it was... <laughs> These yeah. things were leaking all over it the worked. place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Rachel. Yeah. Oh, my God. But it but worked. God, God bless her for bringing them. Hey, I mean. we had detergent. We, we found a laundromat just on a fluke yeah. thing. Uh, and we stopped and we did laundry. And it was great. Yeah, so, it was great. But we stopped at a... um. It was like a trailer park with rvs and they had yeah. the laundromat to service yeah. the rvs and they had yeah. like a couple little sandwich shops and stuff there mm-hmm. and i was ca- and they also had a mini storage and these mm-hmm. were like permanent rv hookups yeah and i'm willing to bet that that guy is probably making about a hundred thousand dollars a month the guy who owns that place Maybe. if you add up all the spaces he has and every- he's running yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's it's like a, a, he's like a trashy millionaire, you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, my kind of millionaire bed. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he, he lives in some busted ass trailer right there. With I would else. live in a hut in the woods, I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, okay, one other thing I have to, I have to, story I have to tell uh, before I forget is, um, when we were at the hotel, and I'm trying to remember, this is when we first got to Seattle. Um, Bud remembered that he needed to print some things out. He had left some papers behind. Mm-hmm. And, of course, everything says Bigfoot, right, on it, Bigfoot yeah. 200. And so he goes down to the front desk, and there's, like, a teenage girl working or a young woman working. And uh, she's, you print out this stuff, and it's, like, Bigfoot over everything. And she was like, oh, my God. Are you guys hunting for Bigfoot? Because, you know, it's like totally Bigfoot country. Like that's like, you know, the headquarters for Bigfoot (laughs) people. Uh, So, yeah, she totally thought we were like undercover Bigfoot people. (laughs) Yeah, like like making a documentary. Yeah. And we have this big drum, you know, she's like she knew that we had the big drum that was of camping gear. Yeah. She's like, oh, my God. Like, are y'all seriously hunting for Bigfoot? And Bud's like, of course, Bud's like, oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell anybody. It's undercover. (laughs) (laughs) Because we were printing out, like, maps and stuff. Uh, Yeah. Like, aid stations and directions how to get there. And it looked like (laughs) 
places where Bigfoot sightings had been. Right, right. So it's pretty comical. Yeah. And we saw her again, right? We saw her yeah. before we left, before we flew out. We returned to the same hotel. And yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> so yeah, that's our Bigfoot 200 story in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10 would do it again. <laughs> yeah, I think my Solomon pack is in that drum too. Yeah, like all my good shit. Like, I'm like, why didn't I take it out? I, I was smart enough to grab my headlamps because I knew Jim would need them. Um, and I, I got both of them. Thank goodness. Mm. I think I left one battery in there. Uh, but yeah, I should have grabbed more. I, it matter. I wasn't thinking. I was just like, let's just get it home. Like, I'm just, let's get it home. Uh, but it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And when it gets to Chattanooga, eventually, mm-hmm. I will come down and get my stuff. Yep. <laughs> So it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, yeah, that's our Big Fit 200 story in a nutshell. It was good. <laughs> totally fun. Uh, I don't know that I will sign up to do an official 200 again just because it's so much money. Mm-hmm. Like the race itself, the entry fee is so expensive. Um, so much money to sign up, to travel, to, to get everything just right. Um, I definitely want to do self-supported things like multi-day self-supported adventures for sure. I just don't know that I would officially sign up for an event that costs so much money. You know what I mean? Like I'm glad Mm -hmm. I did it, uh, but I don't know if that's my style. So um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. When we were driving, um, I don't remember where the location was, but it was like kind of towards Tacoma or something. Mm -hmm. And there was like uh, wildfires. Oh, yeah. And like the sky turned black and Mm -hmm. there was legit camps that were overrun with, you know, firefighters and stuff. They had took like regular campsites and turned them into firefighter headquarters, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And those guys were everywhere, just like that was their base camp. So they were living in that. Yeah. That horror, you know, we were driving through it. I was thinking any moment the road's going to be blocked and we're going to have to go backwards 200 miles. To Me get out of there. too. You know? I was really worried about that. And I, <laughs> I will say or something. the whole Bigfoot 200 was overshadowed by the smoke. Like the views were not clear. The air quality was really poor. Of course, there's major um, yeah. bad wildfires burning to the south. And we actually, when we uh, we drove through um, the park yeah. by Mount Rainier and everything to, to go to the airport, and uh, we did. We drove, we drove through a forest fire area, and yeah, it was freaky. It was and it the was fires, awful. The fires may have been... 20 30 miles from there but yeah. the smoke was like from the wind so just thick. in that hugging that valley you know? yeah yeah it, it was pretty eerie yeah it, it, was, it was crazy yeah it was, it was to be that that close mm-hmm. um it was yeah it was very strange um and yeah i mean it was obvious the whole time we were in the cascades it was you know very hazy very smoky yeah, you could tell the air quality was bad. We were coughing. I mean, there's a lot of dirt and dust being kicked up. Obviously, running out there, it's so dry. Um, but the the air quality was very bad, and the views were, you know, suffered obviously for that. Um, but yeah, it was 
Yeah, it was a really strange feeling to drive actually through the area where the forest fires were active, and it yeah, it's just so terrible. Um, you know, we don't we don't deal with that to a large extent on the East Coast. It's not the mm-hmm. same, and so seeing that was yeah, just really weird. Um, you know, you see it on the news, but totally different to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, but it ended up okay for us and dr- where we were. <clears throat> driving up to Mount Rainier. That was <laughs> Yeah, so so one of the last days I was like, we gotta go to Rainier. So like one of my dreams has always been to to summit Rainier. It's one of these days I will. Um and so I was like, we gotta at least like go up and maybe hike around a little bit, you know, in the paradise area. Yeah, because there's like perimeter trails that are yeah. really, really short and they're up there near the glacier. And I thought Yeah. I thought we could just hop out of the car and just do that, but it was like um, 35 degrees, 38 oh degrees and yeah. raining. And <laughs> rain and foggy. Yeah. And you're, you look at everyone else, we're wearing shorts and t-shirts. Everybody's everyone else, gear. <laughs> they're wearing full body suit, North yeah. Face suits with helmets and yeah. crampons well, and ice axes. Well, they were Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just wanted to walk around a little bit, but we picked a, a there was a, it, it was a stormy, rainy day on Rainier. Yeah. It was cold, of course. It was like 38 degrees, and it was very foggy, rainy, sleety. Uh, so we ended up not hiking. We drove up to kind of, you know, some of the observation mm-hmm. areas, and you couldn't see anything. So it was kind of a bummer, but to be expected in the mountains. Um, so, yeah, but I'll be back. So I wasn't too sad because that definitely – uh, is on my list. And actually like in 2020 during thank you COVID, I was yeah. supposed to mountaineer out in the North Cascades where we were at uh, Mount Baker, which is also a glaciated peak. Um, we had booked a mountaineering guided mountaineering trip, uh, for Mount Baker in August of 2020. That was what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I got canceled Oh, so I was bummed. Uh, and so, yeah, I go to Rainier this time on, you know, August 2021 and can't really do much. A little bummed. Mm-hmm. So the next time I'm out there, I will be on top of some mountain, okay? <laughs> Probably <laughs> Rainier. That's my goal. Um, yeah. So one of these days. One of these days. Yeah. And it's an active volcano, too. It's just it kind of yeah. just hanging out, chilling yeah. right now. Just hasn't done much action lately. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad uh, old Mount St. Helens didn't decide to get, you know, all hot and bothered (laughs) while we were out there running around. I was pretty grateful for that. So, (laughs) I I mean, I guess they have seismic monitors and stuff. They do. Yeah. They track all that that shit. They do scientific shit, but they do all that. I know. (laughs) They do that. (laughs) (laughs) the scientists they do that stuff Mm -hmm. yeah so but it was a great trip i'm glad we did it um i feel such a relief now that it's over i hate to say that but i had worried and planned so much leading up to it that Mm -hmm. it kind of took some of the joy away uh from it so that's why i think maybe i won't sign up for another 200 like our friends cindy and chip that we met they're doing the trifecta like the whole you know Bigfoot 200, Tahoe 200, Moab 240, the whole triple crown, they call it. Mm. Uh, And I think that's great. But, like, I 
get so stressed out about having to like plan things and be away from my kids and do all the arrangements. So like for me, it just takes away a lot of the joy in it. Um, And so I just think, Oh my God, that's so much. Um, But they're going to do great. I think like running Bigfoot, uh, even if you DNF it, it's such a learning experience as is Mm -hmm. any big, mountain race this is my first legit big mountain race i mean obviously i've done stuff in the mountains we've done stuff in the mountains but this was like my first big mountain race Mm. um and yeah i learned a lot i mean i I performed well i was very pleased with how prepared i was um and how i handled things and yeah i it was it was good but i still learned lessons and uh got some knowledge that i can apply to other things so it was good I don't know. That's mm. it. That's all I got, bud. That's <laughs> it. So I, I watched Chip eat a 22-ounce hamburger. And yes, yeah, so our friend Chip, who also ran, he <laughs> ate a lot of food after Bigfoot. <laughs> he was hungry. <laughs> he was hungry, yeah. I think he must not have ate much during uh, the run. So <laughs> it's pretty comical, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, bud. What's next? What's next? It's like Bigfoot's over. What what do I do with my life, bud? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I I was gonna do some stuff on Lookout Mountain this weekend, but it poured rain. It's horrible. Rain. Yeah, it was crazy weather here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this next weekend I got kids at baseball games and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, di- different locations. It's gonna be a stretch. Yeah. I have started back training, actually, oh, training, it's more like recovery mm-hmm. running, like I ran yesterday, um, and I felt okay during my run, woke up this morning with some pains in those places that I was having trouble with, mm. that big foot, so I walked this morning, and I was totally fine, uh, I walked again this afternoon, because <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I can't sit still, like I want to move, um, and totally fine, so I'll do some more walking this week. And hopefully next week I'll be back to normal running. We'll see. So, um, so when we found that spot, I don't even remember what section of the what that section of the trail was called that we were on. But when we found the spot for you to take a nap, <laughs> and I went and sat down and was talking to Jim and stuff, and uh, I was sitting. I must have disturbed some yellow jackets, and so I was kind of freaking out. They were flying all around me and landing oh on no. me, but they they weren't stinging me. Yeah, because I, I went and found a like a stump to sit on. And, yeah, and so then I had to move, and I was like standing, trying to get reception and stuff. Yeah, and it, I was like, I do not need to get ate up by yellow jackets oh, up here. Yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but you remember? You remember we heard them like huge nests. The buzzing. Of up, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was a little out of it. I was like forty-two hours no sleep, bud. But I did hear, <laughs> I did hear buzzing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There was yeah. like huge yellow jacket nests up there or yeah. honeybees. I don't know what those, yeah, the swarming was. But. Oh, speaking of seeing things, we did see yeah. bear, we heard elk, lots of chipmunk. I'm trying to think of everything we saw. We saw, a, we saw elks and we saw, yeah, we saw elk, elk. Yeah. yeah. And we, I heard elks bugling, um, yeah, on the trail, bear and then lots of chipmunks. Um, trying to think what else. <sighs> That's really, I guess, about it. I mean, I saw like a bunch of buzzards and eagles yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, big birds. Yeah, 
couple of chipmunks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did see a snake, but I was a little delirious. That was coming off that 20-mile section when it was like, I just got to get to the aid station. And I remember the snake was laying across the trail, and I literally just scooped it up with my pole and was like, I got it. Bye, snakey. I got I just remember <laughs> saying, bye, snakey. Like, who does that? Like, apparently when you're delirious and out of water and you've been on a very crazy, like, treacherous mm-hmm. day, apparently that's what you do. I just, I literally just scooped that sucker up and was like, bye. Because yeah. uh, yeah. I just was like, I'm not stopping and I, I got to get there. <laughs> Man, <laughs> uh, make poor decisions when you're like that. Um, yeah, I think the first thing I said when I got to the aid station, I was like, but I'm in trouble. And I wasn't really in trouble, but I was like, or I said, I need help or something. Or I, I don't remember, yeah. but it was really for the people behind me. Like I was so worried the whole time yeah. about the people behind me. I was like, I need help. So, um, Somebody help me. So I'm not going to say names or trail names on uh-huh. the podcast, but I will never forget encountering one of the Pacific Crest Trail or the Pacific trail hikers um every everyone coming off that trail is high as a kite and yeah. uh, they're tripping on something and they're trying across to across them yep yeah, yeah. That, that's the pct and they're and it crosses yeah, through, through like hikers. packwood or whatever yeah yeah hikers. where we were staying was kind of like a little and, hub for, through hikers yeah 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 <laughs> be careful who you hang out with but yeah you there's like blogs and stuff that have all these people's names on it and all their um, hiker names and all that stuff because they're, oh, okay. they're, they're legit through hikers, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and so you can follow their journey. And so I'm I'm kind of curious to see the legitimacy of some of these people. That one. <laughs> like, there was one. I know. Yeah, we won't say the names. There was one that kind of freaked us out, and we we're like. Mm. Yeah, I don't like, know that you're a through hiker. <laughs> I I think she really was though. I mean, that, maybe, but there was something kind of weird going on. Oh, definitely, definitely weird. And we were just like, I, yeah, is she yeah. gonna rob us or lure yeah, us to the trail kinda, and her friends kill us? I don't know. Yeah, there was something just not right. Oh, uh, yeah, that was a weird experience. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, where we were when we after the race uh, was a hub for through hikers towards the end of the PCT. Uh, it kind of like a restocking, refueling mm-hmm. place. Um, so it was neat to see that. Yeah, it was neat to see. So, lots of stories to tell. But lots of stories <laughs> from that remote wilderness in Washington. So yeah, it was good. It was good. So yeah. 200s, man, they're a different entity altogether compared to ultra runs for sure. Like so different, even than uh, how much total? How much total weight do you think you were carrying? Oh, uh, my bag was so heavy. I know it was ridiculous heavy. <laughs> it was so heavy, and I had trained with a weighted pack and did rucking, but I yeah, I still was a little taken back by the weight. Um, you I think don't that could have that could have been some of the groin pull or Achilles. I mean, maybe tendonitis or whatever. Yeah, I I am battling some weird muscle pains that I've never had in my life. Not in training, not in running a hundred miles, not mm. in doing scar. Uh, I can't figure it out. And maybe it's the extra weight for so long and the type of terrain. Um, mm. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And I'm fine. It'll heal. 
but mm-hmm. I was really surprised at uh, whatever it was, did not see it coming, the, the muscle issues I was having. Um, yeah, it's really strange. So I don't know. Maybe. My pack was really heavy. And then that one stretch where I had to carry so much extra water. Thank God I carried extra water. Um, yeah, it's so heavy. It's just heavy. Um, there's no way around it, really, with that kind of race and that heat. <laughs> I don't know. So you, I did it. You know what I'm a big fan of? What's that, bud? Twin Peaks. Like okay. the, the series and yeah. the, all that TV stuff. Twin yeah. Peaks. And that's kind of like close to the area we were at. Okay. And all the sawmills and like, yeah. um, but, but it's, it's right there in that area. You know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. And on our way out there, and it's just like weird. a logging truck after a logging yeah. truck and all the mills. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Big timber. Weird, area. weird kind of logging trucks, like not the kind we have here. Oh yeah. Totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's different out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are like, they whatever those highways are i swear to god those trucks are overloaded they're not (laughs) they're not carrying eighty thousand pounds these suckers have you know one hundred twenty thousand pounds of logs it's ridiculous yeah yeah it's pretty crazy to see yeah everything was so different out there and i loved it that was my first trip to the pacific northwest and which seems ridiculous because i have wanted to go to that region for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was so stoked to just be there, much less run the mountains. Um, so, yeah, it was it was good. It was like everything's different. Of course, I knew it would be, uh, but it was good. Yeah, and I'll definitely be back. So I don't know, probably to climb a mountain, not <laughs> run. I don't know. Swim in some lakes. I don't know. Yeah, so it was good. I mean, it made me, I kind of thought, I'm going to be honest, I always envisioned in my head, like, if I were to travel to the Pacific Northwest, I would never want to leave. Like, I would be Mm -hmm. like, this is it. And now, don't get me wrong, I could totally see myself living in the Pacific Northwest and the Cascades Mm -hmm. and being very happy. But there was also a part of me that's like, man, I really do love the Appalachian Mountains. I do, too. That's my home. Uh, And I was surprised to feel that way. I thought I would just be like, screw the South and the Appalachia. Like, I'm a Cascade girl. Um, But, yeah, it made me appreciate our mountains out here and uh, how much I do love them. So that was good. It was surprising. I I don't like going political with anything. And I can't stand a lot of the attitudes of people in our area. But I will tell you that things... (laughs) in Tennessee seem to run on a schedule a little better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had some interesting encounters on the West Coast. It was funny. But yeah, I mean... That whole place over there is... It's being run by the next generation. And even even the old people are the next generation. And... (laughs) They don't. They don't adhere to any rules. Bud was they, not happy with the <laughs> <laughs> with the service we got in places. People. Oh man, <sighs> that's funny. Yeah, it was. It was an interesting experience, but it was fun. And we got to see the Pacific Ocean on the way to the airport. Like the last yeah. day, we decided to go down and and check out the coast a little bit. Um, 
Yeah, so it's good. We got to see yeah. I mean, it's lots pretty, of different things. But yeah, Pacific Ocean's cold. Not a fan. It's <laughs> that's like no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not I like, tropical. I like white sand beaches, and you know. <laughs> So Bud's not moving to the Pacific Northwest anytime soon, is what he's trying to say. <laughs> the, the beach is rocks. You yeah, know? it was and, different. Well, we and, were in a bay. It was yeah, different. Okay. Yeah, it was different. Yeah, no, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I definitely want to go back. Uh, but yeah, it did give me a sense of appreciation for where we do live uh, in the mountains here on the East Coast, um, which surprised me. I was a little taken back by that. Uh, but that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, I even came home and Bud, Bud can tell you like this past weekend, you know, I'm sitting here like itching to go back in the mountains and I'm like, ooh, maybe I want to do Scar again or Pitchell or, you know. <laughs> Like yeah. something. I just want to be in the mountains. I don't really care what. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of. Yeah, I had that itch and I just wanted to go to Lookout Mountain. <laughs> you do it. You do it in the rain, bud. You won't melt. <laughs> it's pretty bad rain. I know. I know. But, yeah, I, I've got the itch to do. I just, I think that's my zone. Like those um, long mountain excursions like that's my sweet spot mm-hmm. um yeah so i don't know what i'm gonna do bud i'm gonna do something for sure you coming you coming with me absolutely <laughs> okay you better start training <laughs> <laughs> better go look out mountain even if it's raining i know i had <laughs> i had my rug pack ready i was gonna okay. go i was gonna do some hard stuff going up kitty trail mm-hmm. and that section we trained on for scar yeah and then i was gonna do like a bluff trail run yeah all right man you gotta get to it yeah what else any anything else you got for us anything? oh one more thing so this past weekend i got to hang out at the caney fork ultra here in tennessee um and i didn't run but my husband did and it was like a lauren and bud podcast reunion there was kara there was Tony, there was Adria, uh, and of course my husband, and like, it was great. I got to see so many friends and people we've talked to on the podcast. It was so fun. And uh, I got to sit and watch people run, which is I missed unusual. it all. <laughs> I know, Bud missed it all. He I was at a volleyball tournament. I know. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was great because um, the race got changed because of flooding. They couldn't do the original mm-hmm. course, so it was kind of a bummer. But uh, I did get to see lots of people that we've, we've talked to on the podcast yeah. and got to share things with. So it was fun. It was really good. Got to cheer them on and say hi and hang out. Uh, so it was really cool, um, and we'll have to have people back on, but definitely going to have to have our new friends from Bigfoot 200 on because they are Absolutely. hilarious. We have to, we have to set some ground rules for censor and not have. <laughs> we can't tell all of our secrets, but not all of them. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna, say, what what level of audience? Is, is we'll have to have like a, a parental advisory. advisory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should like, I, can't, had. I don't know if people left that um what was the name? The big bottom restaurant? Yeah, did there's they, like one bar in Did the they whole leave place. because we were too loud? 
or did they leave because uh, it was bad service or what? It could know. have been a combination of both, but we were a little rowdy, our group of people. I mean, we were, we had DNF'd. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just kicking back, having a good time. Oh my God. I just remembered. What's so, that? just like Twin Peaks or Northern <laughs> Exposure, that's what it reminded me of. Okay. It's people who are just freaking weird. Like a lady like shows us. up. Oh, well, no, talking- no, not like us. You're talking no. about the lady that just There's walked a- up to our table and was like, hey guys, I'm going to give you my life it was, story. No, and show it you was too. like a child. A child who thinks everyone's enthusiastic to see what their damn project is. You know, yeah. they're showing they're showing you their coloring <laughs> book or something. Yes. And and you're just trying to appease them. You don't really care about what they're coloring, you know. We did have that this, experience, yes. She, this lady's got, you know, huge blow-up photos of wildlife she's took. They're 30 years old, you know, <laughs> and they've been printed and she carries them everywhere. And she's showing us pictures of animals and flowers and trees that she took pictures of and she's telling us every freaking detail about it we don't care yeah we're, we're eating dinner and she literally just wa- starts walking up to tables showing, <laughs> showing like, her photos <laughs> yeah and it's like i mean there if i saw a bear and took a picture of it it would be like that quality it's yeah. not like something out of a wildlife magazine it, right. and it was just like shit that this lady had seen and she's sharing it with, it. and you know, <laughs> but it it was like a, a weird experience, like you'd see on tw- Twin Peaks or something. It like really the, was a weird experience. Like the experience. lady with the with the log. Do you remember that she had a? There was a lady on Twin Peaks at the diner who had a log, and she walks up to everyone and she's like, you know, telling them information, but she has this log like it's her baby, and she's talking to everybody. It really was like that. It was. It was just like, like that. Like we're not we're not then, creating hyperbole here. It really we was kinda, so weird. We kind of brushed her off so she would get. <laughs> and bored. then she went to the next to the table. next table, and was talking <laughs> like, to everybody at that table. And the next, because the next table had been laughing at us because they saw yeah. what was happening and they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and then it was their turn, and then we turned around and we're like, "Uh huh, <laughs> <No>, you got <laughs> it. That's right. So you laugh at us." Now it's your turn. Yeah, that was, yeah, we had some, it was, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. There's some weird stuff. (laughs) Didn't didn't a guy, like, could have been her son or nephew or someone, came up and grabbed her to, like, escort her back to her area? Kind of, like, to guide her back, yeah, Yeah. from from the patrons of the restaurant. Quit talking to them. (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, interesting things, bud. (laughs) Interesting things. I think, I think, here's What? what I think. I think interesting things just follow us. Like, we're just like magnets, bud. We're magnets, okay? Uh, You know, it's kind of like, like, okay, so I I teach chemistry, or I used to, and we talk about, like, charges, kind of like in physics, right? Like, Uh uh, you know, um, like dissolves like, you know? And, like, just, like, so, like, a solvent, like, if it's water-soluble, Right. And so like dissolves like is kind of like what you say. So it's kind of mm. like freaks attract freaks. Okay. Freaks? okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like we put that vibe out there, but like the weird vibe and people are attracted to it. Okay. <laughs> huh. I don't know. Anyways. 
um yeah so it was a good time it was a good time that's great and uh it was yeah we should have totally recorded like podcasts while we were out there and the, we didn't even think about it <laughs> like i drive a pretty good distance to work every day and miles just click off you know mm -hmm. and it seemed like in washington if you were going to go five miles somewhere it fucking took 20, 30 minutes to go it five did miles. It like that. It's it ridiculous. Did. Yeah, like we did a lot of driving out there. And, and I know we, you did even more. You're going to go yeah. 100 miles, you know. Yeah. All right, so that may take an hour and a half, two hours. No, out there it took eight hours. I mean, it's yeah. just ridiculous. It it was, there was a lot of driving involved in that trip. There really was. Um, I drove nonstop. Just I nonstop. I know. Thank you, bud. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot of driving. There was a lot of distance to get to places just for the race alone. Uh, but even when we were done with the race, just trying to get places, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of driving. Yeah, a lot of land out there, but a lot of land. Um, but it was good. Yeah, was good. I don't think I don't think they have the mileage correct. I think <laughs> that's like that can't be right. <laughs> it's three or four times what what it says. Everything yeah. is. it felt like it. It felt like it for sure. Yeah. For sure. And we didn't even see Bigfoot. Mm -mm. So sad. So bummed. <laughs> didn't even find him. That's okay. It's okay. As always next time. Hey, who knows? We may find him here in Appalachia. You never know. Maybe he, like, you know, migrated. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know. That's all I know. That's it. That's the race recap. That was probably the weirdest race recap in, like, the, the history of race recaps. I don't know. <laughs> Is that even a recap? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that is it. Yes. So people listening are probably like, oh my gosh, I need a nap after like hearing them talk about. <laughs> about <laughs> stupid experience. stuff. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's all I got, bud. That's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've got until next time. <laughs> we'll have some friends on next time, I'm sure. And uh, it won't be just me and you doing all the talking. So you'll be yeah. good. So I'm going to, I'll stop recording and we'll cut her off. Okay. All right. See you then. All right.